Welcome to Civil Tension, conversations with contentious intent. We are civil, not polite. We are civil, not politically correct. Civil Tension is a weekly podcast intended to demonstrate that people can engage in difficult, contentious topics of conversation while remaining civil and strengthening the ties that bind, even when we profoundly disagree. Civil Tension can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Player FM, TuneIn, Listen Notes, and more. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Civil Tension, Facebook by joining the Civil Tension podcast group, as well as on our developing Instagram account, Civil Tension, and YouTube channel. To join our mailing list, send a note to civiltension at gmail.com. Whatever happened to the old saying that believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see? Um, put, quick, put on the internet. I, I mean, I, was, I grew up with that. I, 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 I did too, and I believe in it. I, I, uh, and that doesn't make me a cynic. It makes me no. a realist. Right. I, my, well, I agree with that. My, my dad... It does make you cynical. My parents... They're keen. Were, were conservative, but they bent way over backwards to teach me to think for myself and to encourage me to bring arg- arguments to the table. And when I was young, they forgave me for not doing my homework to a degree. And as I got older, they forgave me less and less. And by the time I got to be like senior in high school, I had to come prepared or I had to agree with them. Because I was going to lose my ass if I didn't come prepared. Right? Uh, the whole idea being that if you want to support, if, if you're looking for something to live by, at least you got to understand it. Got to understand well, what you've got to. You know. And and most of the folks, the frustrations I get into when I talk to classic liberal folks, is when they say something emotional, passionate, which and and it's honest, right? And I disagree with their solution to the problem, not the fact that we got the problem, right? Mm-hmm. But I disagree with their solution. The typical line is, how are you going to fund that? Mm-hmm. Or who you believe in that that's going to make that happen or whatever, right? And we get down to doing a little homework, a little depth of understanding. They get angry and leave. Because there's well, not a foundation. Uh, there's not a foundation right, kind of argument. It reminds you of a... a there, it was Logic a, can be a real argument killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kill. There you go. Love um, that. Let's not let the facts influence what we're doing. With that, we are actually recording episode number 28 here of Civil <laughs> Tension. Thank you very much. Uh, who would like to be a, uh, a co-host today? Raise ah, your hand. Who's in the uh, barrel? Look at that. Okay. No one raised their hand. Norm. Don. Okay. All right. Co-host, introduce yourselves. Norman Weir. Don Sebason. All right. And guests, let's start on my right. Denise Netzel. Ken Nicholson. Bill Hassey. Dan Swick. Right. Always go yeah. against Dan, the Dan points a bill. You go first. You go first. You were pointing at him. I thought we were all I'm just You were pointing at him too. I kind of went this way. Dan, aren't you looking at his hand? Man, are you arguing with him? Yeah. So. There's a flock of birds in here. Yeah. Well, you know, certainly we want everybody who can see into the podcast. Well, I'm sorry. I was looking at it through Rose. 
rose-colored glasses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, now, one of these days, we'll, we may actually even turn on a camera here. <laughs> I keep threatening to do that. Oh. Oh. Hang on oh. a little bit. Oh. 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 Then I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. Wear, wear a mask and I'll design it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it would be a mixing mask. Hey, that yeah. would be a bad idea. Yeah. We all wear masks. Yeah, yeah, right, we, yeah. can, we can turn the camera on, all wear masks, and yeah. then we'll introduce ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and we can invite Bob and even bring him back. <laughs> actually, that would be hilarious. That would be. Could you imagine trying to sit around the table and actually have a conversation With that way? With masks on? Yeah. That would be so freaking... I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. You know, wouldn't, that be, wouldn't it be an interesting conversation? If, we'd all have, if we all had a conversation where we all Is had that masks that were no, that's your, like oh, the... Right uh, okay, uh, uh, what do you call the, the group of superheroes? Oh, the, and each one would be a different one. <laughs> and well, try to see... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could have masked up different politicians. And how would that affect... Oh, oh my oh, God. God! What you say and what you think. By that's putting true. that mask on the mask. That's true. You know, like that well, is a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's I, not, you try nothing. to match up with their perspectives and everything. Say or, that again. Know. Say that again. So, I, so you, we were massive of uh, a different politician, uh-huh. and it could be from different history, a different time in, in history or whatnot. And how does that affect what, what you're going to say, what you're thinking, and the way you have their to be character, in, huh? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, four score oh, and seven years ago. Well, that would be yours. That would be yours. Kind of fun. Maybe we'll try that. That would be kind of. But we definitely got to turn. A camera on for, that. <laughs> for that, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> and in 28 episodes, we've never turned a camera on, but because uh, we all that, faces that whole for radio. mask concept kind of goes along with again, is what you see more important than what you feel when you when you're communicating, and is that even possible to do? I mean, by by the very nature of being humans, we're we're emotional creatures. Can you feel anything without seeing or hearing? <sighs> In, 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 in the, in the oh, form yeah. of an emotion? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Form of an emotion. Not, not, not a physical if, if you don't see it, you don't hear it. Yeah, not, you're not hearing anything. There's no input. So then, yeah, does your brain? Well, I guess you're right. Your brain takes over and you start dreaming. Passion makes the world go round. There is nothing wrong with passion. The people that accuse conservatives of hating the idea of passion really bug me a little bit. Because I am a passionate guy and I'm a little bit on the right. A little? A little? A little? A little? Uh, I think Denise wants to move a little more. <laughs> You're not the leaning tower of pizza. You call it over. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. No problem. No problem. Uh, Even the, the left half of his body is trying to be right. <laughs> uh, I just don't want passion to... Uh, to overcome a decision maker, mm-hmm. you know, your your decision maker has to bring a little thought to it. I, I love the line of just a moment ago. You know, logic will kill a conversation. Yeah, uh, sure. Well, you know, in, the, in 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 you know, I spent many years in the, in the trading world, and you take you have to take passion out of it. You know, mm-hmm. that's when it, uh, it's almost impossible to do, and I'd love to see anybody who could actually pull that off. But, but the reality is, is in, in, in certain parts of the world, uh, you have to take passion out of a decision-making process. You, you need to continue to work with logic and, and you know, what is going to work, not because you think it's going to work and you're going to hammer that into people. I mean, we see that all the time in the corporate world, and, and then three months later they're changing their minds and going a different direction and blaming the, somebody other than the one who actually made the made decision. The, yeah. the, the mature discipline is, is channeling that passion to give you the courage to be intellectually honest about whatever it is you're dealing with. It is not easy to think. It is not easy to plan. 
it's not easy to accept facts that you really don't want to know, right? But it's things you have to do to make rational decisions about what you try do. not to think. Well, I think we hard. have to. We kid ourselves. I think we think that we're that human beings are logical beings that sometimes emote. The reality is we're emotional beings who are sometimes logical. Well, right. Uh, and I think that the the challenge part of the human experience should be being able to use our intellect and logic to make decisions. That's kind of what separates us from animals and things of that nature. But I think that's part of what our challenge is, is that it is so emotionally driven to your point about how you're going to pay for it. That's They don't care. It doesn't have, in, in a lot of people's minds, that has no impact on their decision. I see something I don't like. I just want it fixed. And I always like to use the phrase, play the movie forward. Okay, if we did it that way, what ha- what happens? But if you're not being logical, you never play the movie forward. You just well, don't want to feel bad. Always at a time. <clears throat> That's like you'll see what's going on in the Democratic Party with the... Um Who's the woman out of New York? Oh yeah, and more socialist. Yeah. Like, it sounds great, but when you think of you, how can you do all this? Yeah, you, um, you can't pay for this. Well, never mind. Or they the go back to the whole uh, ICE thing oh, and yeah. uh, immigration. Mm-hmm. They're putting emotion into it. Yeah, no one wants to see kids yeah. separated. Yeah. but it goes back to it's the law. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's out. It's not anything. But changed. here's the difference: <clears throat> emotions are easy. Yeah. yeah, I don't have to do anything. You, you, know. you sort of come equipped with them. They well, get stuck with the Well, you yeah. you learn them. As you grow up, yeah. you learn them by watching others around you. Right. You know, it, it, we certainly don't have all our emotions in place. I mean, you know, to give you an example, I remember going to a funeral for a friend of mine whose kids um, were killed in a car accident. You know, how do you, you know, where do you learn that emotion? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you, you don't. That's a that's something you experience for the first time and hope you never do it again. Right, right. Um, you know, but the thinking part, mm-hmm. you know, that's the hard part. Well, Norm, the, you mentioned the whole the gal that's I can't remember her name right now, um, but the the whole socialist movement. That one thing that the left is doing is being a little more honest about themselves. They're being they're saying I'm for this socialism now. They're really speaking out. The whole guaranteed wage. I mean, it's coming. Um, <coughs> but, Chicago is talking about yeah, it. Yeah, Chicago's talking about it now. But the what is a Amazing to me is that anybody that would look at any history with any logic, I mean, it's like how many times does that have to fail before people finally say socialism doesn't work? But you ask those that question of a socialist, they'll say, well, the right people haven't done it yet. In other words, I haven't been in charge of it, so that's why it hasn't worked yet. Well, so um, I mean, Chicago's talking about it, but mm-hmm. that's probably because <laughs> the state is so uh, they've already started it. <laughs> so bankrupt that they need the money. <laughs> well, they've already started the the wages, that, the yeah. minimum wage. Yeah. Well, yeah. the minimum wage is higher in Chicago. What is it? Ten, ten, oh, five, twelve, 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 and it's going uh, to fifteen. Is it? Well, they've already in, in we've Chicago already proper in the city proper mm-hmm. now. I think so. Yeah, because yeah. I know there's also Started a couple of counties first. or a couple of other municipalities in the area. So the great example. Seattle tried it, and it's destroying the people that they. They supposedly are trying to well, like with that Chicago well, it, program. It, it, it kills a small business owner. Yeah, it kills yeah, the okay. jobs too. Yeah. Well, it kills, well, the reason it kills the small business owner is it kills the small business's ability to hire people. Right. So right. why did well, right. you see it, kiosks in the market? 
Margins are so tight. Yeah. Right. I mean, look at look at McDonald's owners, right? right? Okay, you can't just start paying people three dollars more an hour and just nothing because it's required because that's not in the budget. At that budget. point, the ROI on a kiosk is pretty quick, which is why you're seeing more. Well, that's <laughs> right. like you mentioned like years ago when the Affordable Act kicked in. Um, one of my conferences going to for accounting on there. It was um, in Colorado. I forget what city it was, but the Burger King franchise owners and the McDonald's franchise owners they got around when you hit forty hours, you got to offer health insurance. Yep. So they split their employees twenty hours of working yep. McDonald's, twenty hours of Burger King. They just switch uniforms. Yep. Going back, they still have forty hours. Beautiful of idea. But the they didn't have to pay health. You didn't have to pay health insurance. But the people pushing found a way around the rules. Mm-hmm. Well, this is yeah. yeah. This is this but has the, been going on for a long time. I yeah. I mean, twenty five years ago, I was working for a guy that only only paid he paid. Uh, um, uh, permanent part-time people to do uh, much of the work. Now, granted, what I really admired about him was he hired elderly people to do it. Mm-hmm. He he hired retired people to do what he needed, what they need, what he needed mm-hmm. to be done. And it wasn't very difficult work, and it wasn't uh, wasn't labor intensive, other than you know driving around to various uh, places to see. What was in the stores, or what was uh, on the shelves, and how much was on the shelves, and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Basically, basically selling and talking to people. But he, his whole idea was that he was giving employment to people that not only needed the money, which many of our seniors do. Uh, and I'm too many. I hate to say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, fa- I'm falling into that. Yeah, I'm is. falling into that. Uh, a crevice now, uh, but the 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 seniors need the money, but who's going to give them a job? Mm-hmm. No one wants to give them a job. Well, because they're be too old or too smart or too uh, too whatever. You at, at forty five or forty six years old, you're already done and gone with. I mean, if you can't, uh, uh, if your company says, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna move on." They're going to move you on and and you go. go with somebody else. They'd rather hide, hire two uh, two twenty year olds for yeah. the same price. Well, you know, I had that conversation last night with my sister, who finds out at the end of this month with a very Fortune fifty company. Uh, they're letting go a tremendous amount of people uh, that are older and in senior management mm-hmm. and higher. And she said the the knowledge base that is being let go is absolutely tremendous. And that company will probably pay and, for and, it. Yeah. yeah, and she's absolutely. like, it, it's like, you know they'll survive, but it's like, why are you doing this? Um they don't know out, they survive, find out the they had to company put in by June 15th and they find out July 31st basically what their package is and when they get let go and it could be as early as August 31st or the lucky ones get to go to the end of the year right um, when they originally started it it was through the end of next year then they backed it all up and it's like you know that that knowledge base that you get rid of you know because you're because you're just dumping money yep mm-hmm. because it's all about money now right it's mm-hmm. all about that stock uh, and and that stock share and that stock price mm-hmm. and it's like how can a company be hurting at this point where we just reduced all these taxes right. and companies are throwing money at employees well to me i would just put that into the category of a poor decision by a management team at a company it's not i, I don't take it any further than that that's just bad management poor decision making yes. if that's the case now on the flip side we don't know maybe they're really struggling and they're because well, that was like, the fact that they're about to go like, under who knows yeah like well, the dance like comment said, on there damn it was you getting two for one yeah 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 they can go fire two two 
keeper people. And you're getting to two people that don't know anything about what to do. Yeah. But back to your thing about, you know, the minimum wage and paying all this money and, you know, for the, it's the people that really push for that. They really believe that that McDonald's franchise owner just has this big barrel of cash that they're just hoarding, well, that's true. and that's what they're going to pull from to pay the three extra dollars. That's they what don't they even believe. they don't think that far. They think that you can just pass a law yeah. and stuff happens. The deal is the the capital the, the, if it capitalistically doesn't make sense, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It will fail on its ass yeah. because the money isn't there. Right. And, uh, the concept of, of the government having all the money in the world just kind of blows mm-hmm. me away. I used well, to kind of go into it. You're looking like uh, now they're trying to look at like student loan forgiveness, which could be uh, justified on abortion. But basically, all the people going to college, mm-hmm. they didn't pay for anything. They got all these loans. Right. And now right. they're coming out, they have to face the reality of actually paying back the loan. Uh-huh. Right. Now they're looking for an escape clause. Right. It's like Help they went in here. free. Oh, I got party for four years. Most of the kids I know, kids 30 years old or whatever mm-hmm. now, right? Most of those people took those loans out. Assuming that the government was going to forgive them at some point. At some point, I, yeah, they, 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 I they that. don't. It's that's they actually yeah. Well, again, and this this goes back oh, to it's going this to be a topic, which is, can you look at something objectively, reality with logic, which of course kills the conversation. <laughs> logic kills Except the conversation. Except here, you think? But specifically kills these, arguments, yeah. Kills arguments, arguments yeah. all of these are, you know, you look at these and these are all a move forward in making decisions based on emotion. Now, or, or they're being addressed emotionally. And a company that's cutting all of those people, whatever company it may be, and companies do this all the time, this is not a new thing, but if they are at a point, when a, when a large corporation is usually at a point when they cannot sustain their margins or profitability through the traditional avenues of attract mm-hmm. new customers, attract new business, increase dollars, increase prices, you have to go to the number one Sorry. cost <laughs> factor of any company is, is your workforce. There, there's well, no higher cost factor for any business than their workforce. So you got to start with well, okay, one. Well, well, which one is that? Infrastructure. Okay, yeah. In the certain types of companies. In, yeah, yeah, yeah it depends on the deal. Yeah. And, but if you look at... It's also greed. And that's the point of what's happening <laughs> well, with my Greed is an emotion, though. Greed is an emotion. Greed is good. Where am I going to get my bonus this year, depending on what yeah. level I'm at? Yeah. And I think it's motivation. If you go cut those things, or if you say, "Hey, man, we cannot afford to live on Illinois is what eight fifty an hour, eight and a quarter an hour, eight fifty an hour minimum wage." But it's been a long time since I worked on trying to find anybody for minimum wage. Right. In my exactly good point. Life. I I have to always go back and look. And Wisconsin, right across the border, is still at the federal minimum wage, which is seven. Funny how when the economy is good, you don't have to worry about a minimum wage because nobody's paying it. And we've had that argument before. Minimum wage is not meant to be a living wage. It never was. Mm -hmm. It is what we have said, okay, this is the bare minimum you can pay someone to work for you without broaching, and again, this is an emotional argument, Mm -hmm. but without broaching servitude. Right. You know, that that, uh, having a surf where you pay a wage, but there's quote-unquote slave wages, that there's no way to get out from under that. Uh, 
I think that in any of these categories, if, if you is it even possible to look at anything flatly, objectively, and make a decision? Even every single law we have is based on our societal view of morality. You, you know, say that again. Every <laughs> good luck getting that view. Because look at how many how many laws are there? Oh no, it's there cool. are dozens upon dozens upon dozens of millions, laws. Thousands, it, dozens, I mean, dozens, thousands, gazillions, thousands upon yeah. thousands upon thousands. Every time anybody <laughs> has an emotional reaction and says there should be a law against this because yep. it there is me angry. <laughs> there is but whether you're spitting on the sidewalk on Sunday or you know don't. What, well, there's some someplace nope. somewhere, and don't I can't remember. Don't water your grass has, um, training. A law about throwing your potato peels away. In, in, well, in there's laws about you know. I can't remember. I really, that really makes chewing gum and yeah. You know, so you laws like Illinois, one of the laws that came in, I think, it was this year. They you get fined if you have a traveling elephant in a circus with traveling elephants. Which I'm like, I think they stopped that a couple years ago. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, um, it really stopped all that. But you know yeah. what? It's working. I, I know exactly. There's so many laws on the books that we don't even know, and we don't yeah. even practice them. There, there are like I know there are 32 states. Almost every state has a law about uh, Medicaid. If uh, you're uh, if you go on Medicaid uh, and and the state pays out, once you pass away, that state can go after the children to get that money back. That law has been on the books for over 100 years in almost every state. Uh-huh. Now there are 32 practicing states that actually do go after the children. There are only a couple that are actually very aggressive about mm-hmm. it. Most don't. Um, and then there are the states that have it on the books, and they they don't use it don't because they they so forgot it's on the books. But you know, it's it, you know, there's all kinds of laws and well, just and, don't and live in the state where your parents are. Like, well, exactly. Come on. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Why would they go after the children for that? They want the money back. They want the money. The state's paying. Yeah. The state. So on Medicaid, the state pays for your services and your health and everything. And let's say, and nowadays you have Alzheimer's. That's eight years, one point two million dollars on average. So, well, state wants that money back. But, well, that, but they would have to go back through the, um, wouldn't it be their, um, uh, the person who had, uh, the person that died that had the money? Why would they go after the You kid? can't get on Medicaid until you've exhausted so you don't all have of money. your money. And traditionally, oh, assets are transferned to right. children before so they right. figure oh, that's where so they, they want to go after the, well, can they only go after the assets were chart, uh, transferred to them? Or? No, 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 no. They can no. go after for everything. everything. Wow. Yeah. Because that's so, like, so one of the new markets is kids are now buying long-term care and, and things like that. Try to cover Because oh, okay. they go off on the tangent there, even on the IRS side with the farm bill that passed, I think, 2010, it got rid of the, government got rid of the statute of limitations of 10 years. And they're trying to go back and, you know, seize uh, kids' assets, yeah. dependent assets for overpaying, for like Medicare in the, the, in the 80s. And they'll go after whoever, you know, if there's five kids, they'll hit all five of them, see who pays first. Oh, yeah, they go after all offset right? refunds. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So much for being charitable. The asset yeah, so much for being charitable. It's, it's, well, you can Google it. It's, it's out there. It's not well spoken of. But Pete, back to yours. I mean, I think that, again, you, you asked the question, can we really be non-emotional about it? I think that when, when you make decisions, you have to acknowledge what your emotions are about it. 
but then again, you have to be thoughtful. I mean, that's why I've, I think I've shared this before. I think one of the things that's lacking in our world more than anything else is what's called wisdom. There's a lot of knowledge. There's very little wisdom. And I think part of the definition of wisdom is I can make sound decisions despite my emotions around it. Because it's not wise to make emotional decisions. I don't think anybody would say that it's wise, but being we do it every day. Being thoughtful is key. Oh, yeah. Because you, you, you have to be able to admit and acknowledge the fact that you don't know everything. You're yeah. not always going to be right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the odds well, are tremendously in, uh, going to show that you're going to be wrong to some extent. I was wrong in 1987. Once. You got really? that moment? Yeah. My bad experience. I'm still waiting for my moment. I could be wrong about the fact that I was wrong, though. Your anniversary it's going to be big. It's going to be big. <laughs> but, you, but, you know, part of, part of, the, part of the point of, of wisdom is common sense. A lot of people don't have common sense. Common sense isn't. And, and common sense is a big factor. I mean, you see, you see people that, that walk around that... that that you know, it's like uh, where have they been on Mars or something? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, you're you're not if you're not being common, have common sense about something. Like let's say our our uh, our student loan thing. Uh, if they don't have common sense about it, well, you're. I'm sorry, but but you can't you can't expect the going forward that all of a sudden you're going to make a law and just you don't have to pay drop back. it yeah. yeah that doesn't make any sense it is not common sense to think i'm going to borrow money and not have to pay <laughs> absolutely and it's, it's a gamble well, and it's that, also not common sense. Odds. It's not I, common sense. I apply right. that to it's, the immigration thing. It's not common sense to just say we should let everybody just walk across the border whenever they want. No, I think it's, it's not yeah, common sense. Back border. You should control who comes to your Either border. Either you have a border or you don't. It's pretty simple. Well, if you don't have a border, you don't have a nation. Well, right. And so, and that, but that's common sense, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, well, I'm the left at the table. Common. Like I said, common sense isn't. Right. Common Which sense should lead to wisdom. Un- <laughs> common sense isn't uncommon sense. So the wise man yes. says, build the wall. <laughs> so Keep is, them out. Is Illinois then with Medicaid going after? No, Illinois. You didn't strike my name. I'm just curious. You didn't get your letter? I didn't get my letter, no. Illinois is not a state that, that actively that pursues active. that. Okay. I, I didn't think so. Let it go. It's on their books. Oh, it is? You better you erase that to be some of the bus. Let it go. Let me erase that from the table. Okay, we'll erase this block. <laughs> I'll, I'll go back when I do editing. We'll get welcome back to the mentioned. program, Denise. Uh, yeah, I know. So we I don't give anybody any idea. Throw me in. From now on, we have classic. to call Denise Joy. You don't know. Yeah. Who <laughs> that was classic. <laughs> so wait a minute. Let's back Let this up. Back. <laughs> Throw that oh, in. I'm sorry. We had to throw it out. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, but that I mean that's funny. But again, how we make decisions mm-hmm. is it's you know, my wife and I are actually we've been looking at decisions that, you know, now that I am of an age. I am of an age. I actually really enjoy being in my fifties. I did not think that I would. Right. Because I never... Yeah, I think it's the best time. I never really I, I never really acknowledged... You know, people say, well, how old are you? Uh, you know, how old do you think I am? I played that... I fit in to an older age group 
early on in my, you know, as I was growing up. And I always played to that because part of me felt like, okay, at, at a certain age, you just you don't know anything, mm-hmm. you know. And I even understood that intrinsically in myself. Well, I'm not old enough that, to know I think anything. It, until you're like but, 30, you think you know everything. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the yeah. thing, though. And your dad is dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right? Dumb. Oh, absolutely. And as time goes by, you know less <laughs> and less, and your dad looks smarter Boy, and smarter. Yeah. Smart. Boy. Yeah. And even my mother had said, oh, I, my mother cannot stand 19-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Cannot stand them. She said, but you actually, you don't really have that problem. You always stopped the soul. Well, you're not 19. She said that. <laughs> but, well, yeah. you're talking about it. You know, but anyway, you, people know if you're an old soul mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and, again, it goes back well, to I've wisdom. Felt. I think that's where the wisdom but, but is. You're, the, you were wiser the beyond your years is, is yeah. what I would say is how you would have been described. Because, there's, there's always again, you're not just emoting all over the place and we got to do this. It was like you but, actually you know, thought before you spoke. Maybe. When, when you start looking at what are you going to do in case of, because, you know, now I'm in my 50s, so, okay, my kids are all getting up, you know, the, our youngest has gone in college, and we started because our daughter, who's our youngest, will be 20 this year, and that just seems bizarre. In my head, I still remember when we very first moved into our house, she was, she, she was just turning four, and we had a piano at the time, and I Anyway, I messed up a leg trying to move the piano without calling somebody because, you know. Your leg or the piano's leg? My leg. In my infinite wisdom, I could take care of that myself. Of course. I've I've always fallen a little short when it comes to brute force wisdom. Yes. Because I think, oh, I can do that. So the piano played But anyway. (laughs) It was an upright piano. She's she's always that little girl that says, Oh, I can help you, Daddy. And, you know, she's like trying to hold my arm and help me walk. And I, I love that memory. But, you know, when we're looking at making decisions that are based on the decisions we make, they're going to impact the lives of our adult children mm-hmm. as they go on. And and we're like, is, is this, you know, is this a good decision? Is this right? Are we making this out of... Because you know what your emotion is about your kids and about what you want to do, and then is this the right thing to do and being objective about it? I find being objective, making those kind of decisions, being objective is difficult. So how often do you actually sit there and think, how is this decision I'm making going to affect those around me? Yeah, I don't think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. No, I think I really decisions don't. are made too quickly to even have that come across. No, they're thinking, how's it going to benefit the me? Path, yeah, but it's more it's self-serving. Yeah. Most decisions you are know, more self-serving than that. And granted, because most decisions aren't very impactful on a daily basis. It's, it's when you're the, the big ones, buying the home, getting married, mm-hmm. you know, big ticket items that you're purchasing, right. big choices in careers of life and things. You know, it, you know, those are times when you really need to say, how is this going to affect those around me? Specifically my family, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, you know, it's that's something that I've always tried to do. I'm, I can't say I'm always successful, but, you know, you, you try to think that out, and, and that's when you, you, you talk about the consequences, right? Mm-hmm. So consequences aren't always negative. There are positive mm-hmm. and there are negative yeah. consequences. It's, right. You know, it, but there's always consequences. Always. Either way it goes. Either way it goes. Nah. Well, that's why I think, I think you find a lot of, of a lot of young people who 
are in uh, get themselves into trouble simply because they don't have the wisdom, they don't have the knowledge, they don't have the common sense at times to uh, uh, do what they need to do uh, in order to be. Um, you got to test the boundaries, right? Well, no, that's true, but you, but you, but a lot of that comes with age. Mm-hmm. A lot of common sense, a lot of wisdom comes with age. So as you get older, you get wiser because you've been you've been in the world more, you've been in the you've been in the in the uh, workforce more, you've seen things more, and then you're and then you're then you're starting to filter all those things. So when you start filtering those things, that's when you're your wisdom is is growing you know it's like it's like uh, your wisdom is like a little seed at the at birth and then uh, uh, by the time you're say 30 that's when then you're it's starting to bloom you would hope you yeah. would I hope. would agree oh, yeah. I would say yeah, generally I'm like saying it's it's true, but I know a lot of older that. people no, that have no. not it, uh, it just varies on a child as to what the right well, that's age like, is. as I work with clients I like working with younger clients because I'm always asking what's their perspective because mm-hmm. I have to see how they're approaching the world right mm-hmm. uh, it's like yeah you got to yeah, listen first listen for, you know, that's wisdom so it's like okay that's one of the concepts what are you looking to accomplish they may say one thing but is that what they mean all right I like being married. <laughs> on, on the topic of, of wisdom, we, we, we are doing, it appears to me, the worst job we've ever done at, at even opening the door to, for wisdom for our young people. Because they don't even know that it's an objective. Right. There, 50, 80 years ago, we all lived with our grandparents. Or, you know, statistically, there were a lot of families completely together yeah. where you had these old folks sitting in the corner, you know. Uh, they didn't do much. You just kind of laid around and we, we fed them. And, and, but, that was, you know, but those are the people that taught the, the kids. Yeah, they told the stories. Mm-hmm. They told stories. Allegorical learning is all. (laughs) It works, right? Um, We don't have that anymore. Instead, we got Facebook. Well, not in our culture. There's still plenty of cultures that practice that. But Mm -hmm. Uh, okay. Well, we talked talked about this word a little bit. I just looked it up on dictionary.com. Knowledge of what is true or right, coupled with. Ju- just judgment as to action, discernment, or insight. Wow, good. Oh. Mm-hmm. We, we, that wouldn't mean? that be helpful in our world today? Completely. That, uh, if only we could test wisdom. for it. Wisdom. Yeah, no, but yeah, yeah. oh, don't don't get say, a lot say, of things to test okay, for stuff. Let, let's let's <laughs> get that really clear here. The definition of wisdom is knowledge of what is true or right, coupled with just judgment as to action, discernment. Or insight. Full disclosure, I skipped a word because I don't know what it is. Sagacity. Sagacity is, is simply uh, uh, the ability to have a lot of knowledge in your brain that is accessible. Gotcha. Right. Oh, so you can get to it. Yep. Right. Right. Makes sense. Okay. Experience. It, as opposed to instinct. Gotcha. Sagacity okay. is things learned and digested. Yeah. Thank you. I, I have, can honestly say I don't recall ever hearing that word before. Yeah. Uh, you I'm need to read more science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> what did Spock say? It. Uh, <laughs> I would be surprised. Sort of like he had lots of it. I didn't see that in the movie. No. <laughs> I, I I I had I was so graced in my youth by knowing a number of folks. 50, 60, 70 years older than I, 
that I quickly learned enough respect for so I had room in my childish brain to listen, listen to them. Yeah. And the, the, their counsel was almost always something like, you're a smart kid, but you need to slow down the process a little bit. Look around you a little bit more thoroughly. Do some research. Make yourself consider the other side of the argument. Those kind of things, right? Wow. And all those are the kind of things that come with age. You know, with, with and, and this kind of smartness you get when you're heavily experienced isn't necessarily brightness. It's remembering the mistakes you've made and having made plenty of them. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. but remembering the consequences. So many things today don't have consequences where before they used to. The whole, the outsourcing movement of corporate America in around the turn of the century, all those decisions were made by boards of directors of companies, large, medium, and small. Mm-hmm. To my view, who experience no consequence mm-hmm. for the badness of that decision. Well, maybe not immediate consequence. Uh, usually well, they would be know, retired before it ever got back to mm-hmm. them. Yeah. That way. Well, kind of go off in there, because I work with a lot of um, family businesses where I'll always see the disconnect between the, like, the first generation that starts a business. They're the people people, the people person. They'll right. work with the people. Right. Then you get the second generation. They become more technical. They just look at the numbers, look at the facts, or look at whatever's coming across. But don't, they can't relate to people. It's that whole, which ties in that whole outsourcing. We're just looking at the numbers. We're making profit as opposed to tap into, like you were saying earlier, all that wisdom going out, um, all that experience. So on my well, question, you're four to five, you're a dinosaur. Uh, they'll easily replace you with a 25-year-old coming out. And, but the hard part about that is... It's usually a bad management decision in the sense that the 25-year-old can't haul the mail and the company loses money right. net for the that's decision. That's what I meant by it being a bad oh, decision. Yeah. Yeah. It can be a good decision, too. I mean, it, I mean, companies have helped themselves by calling the herd, too. But yeah, it, to me, it's an individual thing. Well, I would say more times than not, it is, it is almost, I don't know if it's an emotional decision, but it's a knee-jerk reaction to, hey, we're having financial difficulties, whatever. Well, what, do we, what can we do? Let's get rid of some of our I pay people. So I think in that regard, it is an emotional decision sometimes that makes it a poor decision. Some companies are forced to make those kinds of decisions. I mean, you know, it's kind of like I referenced Spock. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few sometimes. I mean, I'd rather have a bunch of people go away and the company survive than the whole company go away. But there's a difference. What? Yeah, easy to say. Well said. Your sagacity is what sagacity? <laughs> you throw towels with that? No, that's gonna um, the thing I'm, 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 I'm trying to, to get at is the fact that lack of consequence, perceived or not, the, the lack of consequence behind a, for a decision is what almost guarantees. The, the shallowness with which I think it is reached. I totally agree with what you're and, saying. But and there's always consequence. Always. But maybe not for the person. But the consequences land on the wrong people at the, the wrong people. time. Yeah. But it yeah. might, and it might be delayed in, 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 in a sense that, uh, so maybe you, uh, there's plenty of folks that don't have, that have siblings. They won't even talk to anymore. Right. That was based over time of dealing with that relationship mm-hmm. where they finally just said the con- final consequence is I'm done. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. You know, that same kind of decision process or consequence process can happen in any arena. It's flagrant in our government. 
And it's the primary problem with our republic system. And I, I wish there were a way to yeah. fix it. Is is you know look at the huge amount of graft without consequence. Oh, tremendous. Oh, yes. I agree. I, when you're talking government, it's no... The impact is well after I'm gone, so I won't have to deal with it. The right. fact that Hillary's walking the streets. Any engineer, any engineer, anybody with an engineering degree from a decent school, um, can tell you about feedback systems mm-hmm. and the fact that if the, if you got positive feedback instead of negative feedback, things immediately go out of control. It means you're rewarding the wrong things, mm-hmm. right? But the the real important principle you come out of it is the tighter the loop, and the more timely, the the quicker that mm-hmm. consequence happens after action. Mm-hmm. The better and more stable the mm-hmm. process is. Well, it makes sense. And, and the way we've structured our government, we got two years, six years, or never without term limits. Pretty much never mm-hmm. uh, consequences for being, I don't know, Madigan. Well, that's I, why I was there like, is no feedback loop limiting Madigan's actions. Well, the problem there is we we also uh, allow these people to. Uh, gerrymander themselves into a position where right. they cannot them. where we they know. cannot be taken out. Rob Blagojevich, what did I do wrong that any other governor has right. done? Right. Right. Hell, I got think a great you got is a pretty good guy. <laughs> coming after me, right? You got caught. Yeah. Like the other now go join yeah. jail with the three other guys. <laughs> Thanks, God. Caught. in jail, okay? Mm-hmm. And they're complaining, trying to let them out because they said that 14 years is too long. It's like, well, the last guy got seven. And the next guy still cheated, so mm-hmm. it didn't deter that action. So you working. go 14, and now all of a sudden they're saying, well, no, 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 I can't do anything wrong. I don't want to go to jail for 14 years. Boy, well, see, Madigan's like doing a lot there. of stuff right, and I don't. I wish like, I could understand. You know, I'm all for term limits, too, but uh, on there, but we come to government. It's like people can uh, get voted like Madigan. It's like we keep allowing them to get in. We're just using it as an excuse. Well, if, you oh, talk well, to- if someone else voted him in, well, what are you doing to stop it? What are you doing there? You're just like letting it. Placing the blame on someone else, not taking any con- to any um, responsibility responsibility for the consequences. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I, I wish somebody would write a book about Madigan and how the hell he did what he's done, because I sure would like to understand that process. I sure it, it's if you look at it, it's great. Does it make any it? sense like, to me? I don't understand how he does it. Because that's how I tell people about the He's a lawyer, but he's truly an architect. He is yeah. he is a god of leverage. Oh yeah, but yeah. earlier you're saying how like the government's coming out of touch. Yeah, over years our government keeps growing. I'm a limited government kind of guy. Right. That's why I tell people our system is great. You know, representatives supposed to be elected every two years because they're supposed to be close to the people. That's where tax law starts. Senators they're there for six years. That's why you have your your treaties nationwide. Mm-hmm. But um, unfortunately, people are just staying in there, and the fresh blood is not getting in there. Right, like it should be. I, did or you, it is. Did you guys know that in Texas? I believe this to be true. I've read it a couple of times. I don't really know that it's true. I haven't been there, but I believe that in Texas, the state legislature gets together every couple of years, and they work for a while, That's like six a, months I or nine months, they and then they all go home to their jobs. Mm-hmm. The way, too. That's what our federal government It's not a career. Work. It's not a, a career position. Right. Right. It's a and they go there a few months, get their stuff done, and move on. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it's not to say there isn't graft and all that stuff, a little bit more on the table than it is around here. You know, where everybody can yeah. see it and deal with it and say, that's okay with me. You know, I can live with that. But they actually, they are citizen politicians, not 
professional politicians. Mm -hmm. You mean like the politicians? Yeah, because they're professional politicians. Interesting groups that want to throw the money at them, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and of course, professional politicians, most, evident, most evidence that I have seen, professional politicians present and echo the emotion that they know is going they're going to present what elicits the emotion that they know is going to keep them in office Bingo. and again and what, we're right back to is what I see more important than what I feel right now I don't think anybody is really truly paying attention to what they see I don't think there's any real actual attention paid to factual evidentiary reality. This is what is happening. Look at it. Well, yeah, that's like, like right now. This like, movement right now is, is completely emotional. It's, yeah, it's, so no, there's no vision. Yeah. it's so over the top now. I mean, I saw somebody uh, interviewing the people that were protesting in London. Hey. And they got and they most of them didn't even know why were they were there. It's just I just I'm protesting Trump. Why? I don't like him. Why? I don't like his policies. What policies? All of them. Okay. Yeah. Just, so start just, listing them. If yeah. you know all of them, yeah. start I listing them. I mean, that's them. like, name one. We're getting ready. Know, name one. That's what he was trying to do is get one person to say one. Any, sir. Anybody that's... That's as we're going into election season here. Mm -hmm. It's already started. I mean, they're gearing up so people see these bad ads so they when they go in the polls. Yeah. They're not looking at the history. Even the federal government, I think they're starting to play the games. Like the Republicans are trying to get the vote to put the Democrats on as a vote just for sound bits. Right. Oh, I voted against this. Yep. They're trying to say, oh, we vote. You know, the, the, games. the games have already started. People are only going to remember that. I remember going through college. Like Political memory is like four to six months yeah. on there. Do you, you know, if that. If, and if, if that. that. And now the news cycle turned around so fast. <laughs> it's like, which is why I hate open, or what do you call it, the, um, you can register early, early voting. Oh, early, yeah, early voting is a bad idea. Yeah. Well, and I've actually done. Oh, well, I was a dad to vote more often. <laughs> yeah, once a day. <laughs> <laughs> but what is it? Vote often, vote early. Vote early, vote often. Yeah, it's, anyway. it's not, really the big anyway, question is how do we overcome then, this? This uh, how do we? How does this change? Is what was just amazing to me well, because I don't know how you. And we've had this discussion here. You can't. It, you you can't even have a conversation <laughs> with somebody who's in that state. Um, so it's like, how do we how do you impact it if? You can't even have that conversation. I hope. I mean, one of the purposes that we're doing this, sitting here in front of a microphone, is that my hope is that this is actually doing some of that, mm -hmm. even if it's only one. Yeah. Maybe two people a week. Right. If, if they listen long enough, if they spend an hour listening to us mm -hmm. talk, because we're yeah. so freaking entertaining. <laughs> yeah, but, but to us, <laughs> you know, that's really all that matters. When you talk about that, you know, we no longer live with our elders. It's very true. Mm -hmm. We no longer disseminate our wisdom as a culture. I think that's very true. We move on a cycle of content. A content. Uh, we truly move as a society on a cycle of content. That cycle doesn't even last a full week. Yeah. Is anybody? Are you? Pretty Last 24 Any, hours now. You know what? The last, um, yeah, 24 hours, we heard all the horrible, horrible things about Trump and, and Putin's meeting. Yeah. And we don't even know, talk about Kavanaugh anymore. Yeah, not even. Not even. He's gone. Not even. And now Total next hearings. week, it'll starting Monday, it'll be something else. Yep. And you know, it's the, the outrage of the day. Well, the outrage that's of for the people. Day. 
whose whose attention is guided, captured, guided, and controlled by the media. Yeah. Right? Well, but not true of anybody at the state form, but that's ninety-five percent of the media. But look at who's at this table. Look at who's at this table. I mean, these people do not go to ABC for their facts. No, but. We've got because there aren't any there. I, I so <laughs> yeah. so, and I mean, I mean, now we have a regular call for anyone of any ilk. Yeah. I do not care what what race, creed, color, religion, what your political views are, what age you are. Well, you know, probably for, and then we've we've never gotten to the legalese of, of any of what we're doing with regard to this, but it probably should be at least 18 years old. Yes, older, I would suggest that. Uh, I would say. Um, <laughs> you know, unless you've got parental consent, and Norm, you know, you asked him to bring this That's fine. If, if, if you're with your son, that's fine. Come and sit and we got, talk We got parental engage. consent you're, for Norm to come. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that man child. Not your parents. Yeah. Just some parent. <laughs> yeah, some parent. Get, get a hold of some parent yeah. somewhere. Yeah, he's okay. And get that. I mean, there's always a call for an open invitation to do this. But to that point, hopefully this, in some tiny, small way, will share some of what we're trying to Mm -hmm. disseminate, what we're trying to put out there. Somebody will glean something from this and go, oh, let me stop and think think about about it differently. Let me think. I mean, that's all. I mean, think people think for themselves. You know, I, I would not be controlled. You know, and again, that's you know, like Ken said earlier, he was raised to think for himself, and that's the the one thing that I'm happy, I'm truly happy about, is that my wife and I always taught our kids to question everything. Absolutely, form your own. Educated yeah. opinion. Right. I'm glad we did that. Now there are things that my kids and I disagree on. Uh, no, I tell my kids, you know, we'll disagree and stuff. Just yeah. as we can you know, disagree. Move yeah. on next, and and yeah, next. And you can have these conversations and hopefully grow from it. I would love to see more, more, more. I, no, frankly, I, I don't mind if this winds up being a huge table. People gravitate to the people. A huge table filled of, of like-minded people. That's okay because we can talk about anything and everything. Yeah, a lot of fun, but don't get much done. Well, and that's <laughs> and those old people in the corner. You know, speed. <laughs> we don't get much done other than providing something for others to listen. We're to. providing an alternate content. An alternate <clears throat> content. Something for people to listen to. Well, I like that you say we're trying to help or drive thought. Yeah. You but know, are we doing and, and, it because and, and, of emotion? <laughs> um, well, so, shut up. <laughs> uh, that was perfect. Um, that was logical. Yes, I, I do this emotionally. This is emotionally charged for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, what well, goes you, This you is my favorite day of the, of well, the week. Well, it's, yeah. it's emotion tied to it because it's important to us. Right. But again, that's where our job as a human being is to, it's okay to be emotional about something, but then you have to provide thought to it. That's all, that's really the step that It helps to have logic to be involved more. with the emotion. And then, yeah. you know. well, but we all know people that, you know, where are you, you, can, you start getting into the slightest bit of a discrepancy in your thoughts, and there's, a, you know, I know people that automatically throw down and get into a, a oh, yeah. go into that argumentative mode, even though they know they're wrong, they're going to argue and yell louder and death, get bigger, and to the death. that's it. You're just like, fine, done, out. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, like I said, there's no reason, as I mentioned last work, you know, don't get in a battle of wits with an unarmed man. I mean, that's what, um, that's what you're, that's where you're going when you do that. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, because I love to have this kind of conversation, but as soon as it goes there, it's like, okay, I'm not going to get mad at you. I'm just going to say, hey, great, nice, have a good day, because it's not worth having that conversation well, at so, that point. Um, two weeks from now, my son's going to be in town. Uh, Tyler's 36, he owns CrossFit Gym and, and a company called Adaptive Nutrition, lives in Dallas, he's uh, doing very well, and uh, and I'm unconscionably proud of him. Mm -hmm. uh, I was thinking about dragging him to this meeting. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, you obviously don't like him that much. <laughs> <laughs> He said he's proud. He said he's proud. He didn't say he likes him. <laughs> and it would be, uh, one of the things uh, his mom and I fear the most is when we cross swords with him on something and we haven't done our homework right. because the blood flows He'll come freely. Prepared, right? He'll come prepared, right? <laughs> blood on the floor. Unfortunately, he shares most of our opinions uh, despite being only 36. Because you taught him to think for himself. Well, well we used to negotiate over stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. We'll um, find out which opinions he doesn't have. And I'll take out the garbage and you pay me 10 bucks. I'm going to say something a little provocative here, but I don't think you can be thoughtful and be on the left. Not liberal, so left. Oh, there we go. I, I, <laughs> wow. I will say that I agree with you in that that's what we are shown. I think it's the flags just went up. Yeah. I, I, I think we got to refine. Thoughtful is a big word. So, right? Sure, but I mean, you're not, okay, maybe it's the logic word, but again, when you talk about that person, that that, that protester, that if you just ask them questions, I'm, and I distinguished left from liberal, so I want to be clear yeah, on okay, that. Okay, and it's because there's, it's just not rational at all. It's just, why do you, why are you resisting this? Because... I just hate someone. Well, go to any protest and, That's and, and, and talk I, to people. You, you know, you'll find, like I said, I was down in Chicago one time, and there was a protest going up Michigan Avenue and up State Street and everything, and everybody's got different signs. Right. It's like uh, you couldn't figure out as a what bystander. What are they protesting? What, what are they protesting? Right. <laughs> well, they got a bus full of signs. Well, sometimes they're joining the party. <laughs> I mean, sometimes they're just joining a party. Yeah. But again, my, my point is just simply because if you're that, it, if if you're being that irrational, it's not being thoughtful. And I would love to have someone argue that someone that's reacting like that is being thoughtful. I mean, it's just not him. Does that mean there are not people on the right that are not well, thoughtful? We aren't going to find it not. on the there's street crazy, level. There's people on the right that don't think either. They just you can't find it in, in the Senate. Yeah. Well, that's right. Go, uh, you can't find it in the elect electorials. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, in, in the in the people in the, the Congress are said. standing up and saying because. Trump enforced our immigration policy, and, for, and because of that, in, for a period of time, some kids were separated, that they compared him to a Nazi. Right. That is not rational Actually, no, no, no. <laughs> Very few people in Congress and so forth do that. No, that, that is the media that's well, doing that. Well, I know that. the media's not. Well, that goes back to the whole there conversation. There are politicians that have said things. Yeah. There's well, they talk about putting the kids in the cages. Yeah, put them yeah. in the cages. Yeah. You know, um, they weren't called cages in the 60s when the Cubans were coming over. No, they weren't cages when... 
Obama put them into the into the in there. Yes, yeah. in 2014. Yeah. Well, that's where the whole conversation going back here. It's like the news cycle. It's there. People react to emotions. You know, with the like Twitter instantaneous. God, no, that's but, where I think you know they've gotten mad at Trump because he's pulled. He's jumped on the Twitter wagon. You know, yeah. he gets stuff out fast. Yeah, and now they can't control that, so they're they're on they're reacting. I don't know if I'm saying this right. You know, because now they're playing this, uh, Trump's playing the same game as they're playing. True. On there, and of course, I don't think anything's happening. I think, I think the guys on top of the leftist movement are reacting and absolutely he's, he's, true. I think he's, he's working trying to make them look He's controlling silly. the media. You know, he's indirectly controlling, which is taking them off. Yeah, I'm starting to believe that he does it on purpose. I thought, you know, that I think he's part of the big strategy. People think he's stupid, but no, who's but ruling it, who? But look what he's doing. Almost everything he does makes them just ratchet up the craziness a little more. So they just look crazy. That's what I was talking yeah. about this morning. Well, he this has to be driving people who don't pay as much attention as we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't pay a lot of attention and you see the craziness of people responding, you're like, they, it's hard to put our minds in that because we do pay attention. But well, if Trump you're a makes it easy, observer, but that's because of his style. Yeah. All right, oh, so yeah. We're, we're, and his we're, position. No one is comfortable or, 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 or used to the style that he has brought to the table. Because it's completely different, yeah. It's completely different. Miles, and, and we can't, we, none of us, none of us, none of us are, are comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah. no. I mean, you know, it's uncomfortable. It's like, oh, what do you say? It's crazy. I was going to say, did you see the the Coates video clip, you know, yeah. when, when he found out Putin was coming? <laughs> Coates was, was playing to the audience. I mean, it, it was a fantastic comedic actor. <laughs> Uh, and it, it was all about that kind of reaction. I, yeah. Uh, I'm um, going to have to go look for that video. I'm going to have to deal with it. Talk about it on the radio. But I mean, it's but fabulous. I, but I mean, you know, there's the, we've always shot for the shot at the guy that's on the top of the mountain. Sure. You know, whenever we play top of the mountain, and, and of course, as okay, I said, is that good enough for you anymore? Well, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's King of the Hill in my day. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> See? Top of the mountain, PC. King of the Lake. Uh, I'm talking about federal law. Top of the mound? No, that's Illinois. No, we already had that with the baseball. But, uh, no, the what I'm saying is is that when that person is, is in that position, and somebody met, we talked about it last week, that we don't give them the respect. Mm-hmm. Whether they deserve it or not, they are in that position. Mm-hmm. They've been elected to that position. Now, we talk a lot about, about um, uh, past presidents, uh, our last president, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we say, you know, he didn't do this, he didn't do that, and this, our, our, the guy that's in there now is doing this and doing that. But the, but the point is that somebody is always shooting at that guy mm-hmm. because he's the most visible head. Absolutely. He is the most visible point of our democracy. Um, well, I'm not going to get any attention shooting at you. Well, of course not, right? But you see, that's the point. We don't have we don't have people that shoot that look at, that look enough at the, what they're saying or hear what, what they're saying and look at it in a logical sense to have, make a, an informed decision. If you don't have make an informed decision, how can you how can you even vote? Yeah. Well, because that's like you're saying right back find thoughtfulness to find this. No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Make your point real quick. It's I'm, just different. Go ahead. There. Well, anyway, to that point, right back around to what Bill said very earlier, because logic kills a conversation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because we are emotional creatures. We're at an hour here. Mm-hmm. Does anybody have any 
final thoughts today. I know we rarely achieve or accomplish anything, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, you know, again, what I love accomplishing with this is simply putting the conversation out there and sharing this. We still are not podcast famous. Mm. Still have not broken 5,000. I'm actually in the process of moving this to a different platform base, which hopefully will help on indication. Well, what I've learned is where it's where it's hosted right now is not it's it's an HTTP website, not not an HTTPS. Yeah, secure. It's not secure. So things are starting to uh, devalue or shy away from or block the syndication feed from that thing. So now I've found one that is secure. I'm going to start moving things over there. So hopefully we'll reach a bigger audience. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I've lied. You well, know Pete, you, I'll, I'll you asked if we have any closing thoughts. The only thing I would say, and I challenge all of us to do, continue to do it every day, and anybody that hears this, is just to challenge each other that when we are getting into, you know, emotional, serious political topics, do we stop, take a deep breath, and think about what we're saying rather than just blurting out what we, you know, what we've heard, what we think, or what we feel. I should say. And, and just take that time to stop and think through it before we speak. How about practicing well, that for all aspects well, of all life. of our lives? Right. Right. Yeah. Be very healthy that's in all just, aspects yeah. of our lives. Yeah. Well, I was thinking there. Engage brain before engaging mouth. Right. Well, I was thinking there. But as you learn as a kid growing up, you know, uh, we're clients. You know, ask why. Yeah. Not yeah. you know how. Why. Listen first you and really mean it. Why do you want yeah. it? Why? Well, and you raise a great point. Is because I mean, I think of this in just business world and sales world. It's it's a lot much less offensive if you just ask a question rather than say you're wrong, well, tell me why you think that way is a great tactic. Because or you're even, not, you're not my favorite, someone. we've always done that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what I try to do when I get into these com- in, in heated political conversations. Just tell me why, where, what, how did you come to that conclusion? What I'm looking for is did they think about it or is it just... Enlightenment. Like, What's your perspective? Or, yeah. I mean, I, I may know. Did something. he use logic I mean, and common sense, or is this all emotional? Yeah, exactly. The problem that I, the, my failure when I when I talk to a leftist person mm-hmm. who may well be a pretty darn good friend if we leave out politics, yeah, right, is when I get to the second question, it has killed the conversation because mm-hmm. there's going to be something on the order of how you paying for that, yeah. you know, and it, okay, it's not relevant. So okay, if I'm really trying hard, I'll get five. You know, yeah. give give me more, give me more questions deep, mm-hmm. and then I kill it. A good question. <laughs> here's, here's a good question that rarely it's like kills. Like with the mouse, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. Rarely the conversation. A good question is. Can you explain that a little bit more for yeah, me? Yeah. Okay, that gets you to two. <laughs> but not, it'll get you to three. Okay. I'm still following you, but could you explain that again? Just just explain it a little bit more. That'll get you to three. I'm almost there, I think. I, I really want to get to where you're at. Just a little bit more explanation, please. That'll get you to four. And then if you rephrase it and say, hmm, why is it, and you get to that why, why is it do you think that? Why is it a how, either a why or a how? And that'll get you to five, I've found. And and that not in just these kind of conversations. How did you become such a dumbass? That's the end right there. How how did you come to that thought process? And thought processes in lieu of dumbass. 
So, <laughs> you know, the magical question, would you would you even consider that there's an alternate solution to what you're proposing? Oh, Not that's, bad. That's a killer. I got one off. Would you even consider it? Is what I would ask. Would you, how about and that's a yes, say, no question. Yeah. That's a yes, no answer. Even take it away from yourself yeah. entirely. Right. You could say, what would, okay, I, I hear you. I hear you. What do you say to people who say this? Mm -hmm. How do you pay for it? Yes. Keep it away from oh, you. Yeah. You're right? not asking the so, question. Yeah. Right. And, and, and how they, do you answer when people ask you, how do you pay for it? And, and they'll well, go. So, the, <laughs> so the, the difficult part is, is any of the questions you're asking, as soon as you are insinuating there is, uh, uh, that that person is wrong. They launch. It's, yeah. yeah. And, and so... Tiptoeing. Those questions, you have to be careful not to be saying within you're that wrong. question, you're wrong. The challenge is to ask know. the questions that are just truly questions and not insinuating yeah. they're wrong. I mean, obviously, you're inquiring Why do you because you believe you're wrong. they're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, anytime I, a person is asked a question, the first thing that goes up is the defense. Sure. Yeah. And and they are they're automatically put on a defensive Unless you're having a civil conversation, sure. but that's also where the art comes in of being a being a good questioner is the ability to well, ask questions well, without that, that wall going up. Well, but some people have the wall if you say hi, right? So I mean, you can't do anything. And, about and that there are and, and there was there are there are things that I've learned um, in the business world. Mm -hmm. And I had a I used to have a boss who used to have, had a great saying. He said. People do not ask the right question. Right. They'll ask questions, but they won't ask the right exactly. question. And it's it's similar to um, uh, again trying to get wisdom, trying mm -hmm. to get knowledge, trying to get that that information from them, that glean that information mm -hmm. from them that they're that they're not that they're holding back, and that they want to give you. Only they don't know they want to give right. it to you. And you as a human being, you as a salesman, don't give me that look, Ken. <laughs> he is a human being. Crying out loud. I mean, Sorry. I, I, I thought it was John there for a minute. John, I get I've been promoted. <laughs> Why did I even let him know it's going to be final thoughts? <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's, just, it's, it's, just, it's just that we, we as a person, uh, when we see that or hear that, we automatically get on the defensive, and then what do you have to do? Well, you got to try and break that wall. But are you trying to break it subtly, to or, be right. you try, or are you trying to break it with a sledgehammer? Well, and that's the thing. I think with this amount of emotion that we're dealing with, because we, we are... I remember very little, uh, as a lot of this, just only what I've seen in history, because I was a kid back in the 60s, yeah. 70s, and I can look back and see what, what was recorded and what was shared. We were a very emotional nation then. And we're now becoming a very emotional nation again. Mm -hmm. And people are whipping those emotions into frenzies and uh, frenzy. And when you ask those questions, the defense, defense is an emotion. It's fear. It's mm -hmm. anger. It's, it's this, oh, no, now I'm on, you know, you, you've made this personal. 
Well, it's always personal. Sorry, I, go ahead, Bill. I agree with you. We had emotional times growing up in the 60s, 70s, and unfortunately the music in the 80s and 90s killed that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. <laughs> to, to Video killed the, the radio yeah, star. There you go. Yeah. Well, to close the, the thing on the questions, uh, I think the three of us, I think, were there where we saw that what John Maxwell talks about asking the right question, and he shared that story of... He couldn't get on to St. Andrews mm-hmm. golf course when he was over there, and he was, it was yeah. like the lifelong dream. So he went into the clubhouse to take one more shot at it, and he says, I went in and I just asked the guy that's the one that gets yeah. people on the course. He says, have you ever in your life been able to say that you fulfilled someone's lifelong dream? Yeah. He said the guy looked at him. He said, I had to ask it again. Have you ever had the opportunity to just know that you fulfilled someone's lifelong dream? And he said, the guy goes, I guess I haven't. And Maxwell said to him, today is your lucky day. He <laughs> <laughs> got on St. Andrews. That's a great ender. That's a great ender. Guys, thank you very much. I really right. appreciate you helping me out with number 28. Number 28. Whoa, 28. Thank you very much.